Welcome to Seeking the Light of a Thousand Suns podcast, brought to you by Maya Skyrika and Gia. We are eclectic practitioners and our podcasts are designed for listeners in any stage of their chosen magical path. Please join our Facebook or go to our webpage for podcast extras. Welcome, friends. You're listening to Seeking the Light of a Thousand Suns podcast. This week, we're talking about the Witch's Pyramid, the Step to Will. We have with us uh, co-host Gia Storm and also special guest Lily McNamara. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And my name is Lily McNamara with Lily of the Light. And I am really looking forward to talking about two will. So the last time we talked about two dare and that like blew my mind, what the different perspectives. So I'm really looking forward to this because for me, when I think about two will, I actually, I, I sat down and thought about this before we started the podcast because to will is to manifest into creation. And so it has to do with manifestation, but I feel like, to will is the beautiful journey and the process in which we do things. It's not necessarily the goal. I feel like too many people focus on the goal of to will. I will, like, I will will this into existence. And that's a beautiful form of manifestation. But I think to will for me, when I look at it, I think of the the journey, the actionable steps, the trying, the the experience of life in its divine form of manifestation is how I see it. So how, how do you guys see it? Like that's, that was my little thought. <laughs> oh, I'm, I love that. I, I am so, what is the best word? Nerd logic brain. <laughs> that, that for me, I mean, yes, I, Totally. Everything you said is, is to will for me. I, I, for me though, I put it out there really ridiculously, almost just too easy, I guess, which is make it happen. <laughs> you know? Well, yes. And make and, it happen. Yeah. It's like, yes, do it. And it, do it now. <laughs> I think one of the biggest mistakes about to will specifically with manifestation is the how of it all. Yes. Everyone, if they're not obsessed about the outcome, they are certainly obsessed about the how. But I don't know how. <laughs> Bitch, you're not supposed to. Sorry, I don't know if I can cuss. Um, girl, you're not supposed to. It's it's allowing the universe. It's trusting the universe. It's trusting your own divine power to yes. attract what you are meant to attract. It's Because once you obsess about the how, I feel like we cock block our own manifesting. Because if it I doesn't like it. happen yep. in the way your brain says, like you automatically cancel it. And in an age of cancel culture, let's not cancel our own divine power to will things into existence. 
Right. By using all of your doubts and using all of your um, thought blocks and all of your social conditioning and everything like that, you're putting a stop to your work before you're even completing it. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's, it's a lot of, um, so, and I think the other thing that we, I have so many thoughts going on right now. I'm so sorry. I guarantee I'm going to go on at least one tangent today, everybody buckle up. We're doing this. (laughs) Buckle up buttercup. Yes. Ooh, butterscotch sounds so good right now. Um, oh, sorry. I'm craving sweets. Yum. So um, one of the things that I think manifesting and will is a very personal thing. It, it will look different for everybody, which is one of the reasons why I get very annoyed with this new age fad of manifest your best life with unicorns. And, <laughs> oh! and I'm like, shut up. And it's, It's because it's teaching you if you don't do it this way, it won't happen. And then you're full of doubt and and full of anxiety. Oh my gosh, if I manifest wrong, I'm not going to manifest my rent this month. I'm not going to manifest health. I'm not going to know. And so I think, I feel, I know in myself, for myself, it's a flavor. It is your own (laughs) style and technique that is beautiful to you. And let me tell you what. The one thing that every single manifestation person, every class, every blog that I've read, every book has said, put a timeline on it. Yes. Everything needs to say, okay, in three months, I'm going to get the car. In two years, I'm going to buy the house. In And those are all planetary things. Like it could be health or a relationship or fucking toenail polish. Who knows? <laughs> and- For me, you want to know what ruins my, again, this is personal. This is my own style and what works for me. What will ruin my will faster than anything else is the expectation of linear time. Yes. Oh, I have messed up manifesting almost, I want to say 95% of my manifesting to will alters intentions, you know, affirmations. If I put a timeline on it, it does not work for me. I have never met any deadline with my will ever, ever. And so because... it's like, no, I don't, I do not contribute to that style. Some people do. And they're like, I put Tuesday, I put it on the calendar and it works for them. And that's great. But that's your style. Embrace your style. Time, linear time does not vibe with my eternal soul. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I think that one of the things that a lot of people um, overlook, miss, or don't include in their willful and um, manifesting is that um, this this linear time and these requests that you're putting out to the universe, um, you can put a time frame in, but but the universe is working on the nuts and bolts of what you're asking for. And it it doesn't always mean that it's going to happen in that Mm -hmm. timeline. You're putting out there what you want, but what you want is so structured that when it can finally complete this, what you put out there, this complete specific request is when it'll show up. Give it time to cook. Give it time to cook. And I know, I think... Ooh, I don't remember which one of you, I am so sorry, um, has a house story about manifesting because I have one too. I would love to share our house 
are willing our houses into existence. Which which one of you had a house a willing house into existence thing? That that was me. What was that like for you? Like was it difficult? Did you have like this picture perfect what give us the broad strokes. What was it like? Well, the way I do my manifesting is I do it just like a lot of businesses or a lot of books or other places tell you how to set goals. Um, so the first thing I do is uh, you follow the SMART, SMART, the S-M-A-R-T acronym, specific, measurable, action, actionable. Um, uh, what was the R? Reasonable. Reasonable. Yes, queen. Um, oh my God. Okay. That one. <laughs> so I follow that. And then once I stop with that, then I go into what I want before I go into what could possibly in my request be cock blocked, as you put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. So um, I sat down and I put in, in my goals everything I wanted. My goals were, I wanted a good neighborhood. I wanted nice neighbors. I wanted a two car garage. I wanted a nice backyard space. I wanted a garden tub. I wanted, you know, so I went through and I was very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so for measurable, I really didn't give a time frame. It, but luckily it happened in the time frame that it did because our rent um um like the lease term was coming up and it was changing over to where it was going to be considerably higher and it would just make more sense to own so yeah. when i did the spell work i did not put a time frame on it i was like you bring me what i'm asking for it's perfect and i will wait and it's a really good thing that it timed the way that it did <laughs> So I didn't, um, because I wanted everything, I didn't put a time. I let the universe do what it needed to do. And it, the timing just happened to be perfect. Yeah. I've actually, uh, I've started working to Will in a slightly altered fashion. Um, I was in that Matthew McConaughey Art of Living conference call, which was yes. awesome. Yes. It was awesome. I was there too. Oh my gosh. And there was one speaker on there. She put out this, to me, what was a brilliant idea. And I've been trying it. And I'm like, holy crap, this works. What what she put out was essentially... Because the point that she 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 presented before she put this out there was that the universe, if if you give it an affirmation, it will work slower than when you tell the universe what you don't do, not want, not need, but do. And I, I, I was sitting there and I was like, dang, this is, this is great. And so her examples were, she, her example that she used as one of the first things that she tried was she flat out said, I don't do overwhelmed period. Oh, 
And she kept putting that out there. She kept saying that exact phrase, not, not want, not need, nothing like that. Just, I don't do overwhelmed. Mm. And she started to find things becoming easier in her schedule. She started to get more energy. And I loved this so much. I loved her presentation. And I was like, oh my God, I got to try this. And so now I've altered my to will to be what she, her awesome idea was, which is I started off just, okay, I'm going to try, I'm going to try that. I don't do overwhelmed as well. Mm-hmm. And I put it out there. I don't do overwhelmed. And I kept saying that. And then all of a sudden, within just a few days, I shit you not, within a few days, I sat down and started writing my novel. Yay! I was like, how in the fuck? I have literally been trying to do this for years in my mind, but I have not done it. And I just, all of a sudden, it was like this brilliant phrase that she just, she popped out. I was like, holy shit, here we are. And, and so then I started to think, okay, well, fuck affirmations. I'm going to go with this route. And now it's, I don't do broke. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think you know, what you're talking about is really important. And going back to like doing what works for you. So there are resources out there. There are books, there are blogs. There's obviously this amazing podcast that we all love. Make sure to like and follow, by the way. And so it's so many new age and spirituality because that's honestly what is mainstream right now is new age and spirituality. Talk about it's the toxic positivity, which means you can't be negative. And so there are so many books and, and lessons out there that say, you never say don't or won't or can't because that's a negative and that cancels out. You, instead of like saying, I don't do overwhelmed, you always say like, I'm empowered to blank. And, yes. and that's the thing, like that didn't work for you. No, and so it it's finding what never works worked for you. It even, never worked. Even if a book says don't do it, I have a rule. You cannot hurt yourself, anyone or anything. Yep. As long as you are in that, do whatever works for you. So if waking up every morning, looking in the mirror and saying, I'm a bad bitch and snapping your fingers and walking out makes you feel epic. Great. If you need to look in the mirror and moo to remind yourself that you do not need to overeat today, do it. As long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone or anything else, do what works for you. So I love the fact that don't this seemingly negative word. is creating so much space for you to will your best life into existence. And it is going completely against what all of these new age gurus are talking about. I mean, yes, blaze your own path. Do it. There are so many, you guys can't see because there's no camera. There are so many hand gestures right now. I am so animated (laughs) about this. I am so passionate about this right now. This is like, yes, I... I'm not going to lie. I I fed into the propaganda of like, now you can never say anything negative. And I'm not, I don't have toxic positivity, I think. Everyone knows I'm kind of raw, but I I refrained from using cancel words like don't and can't and won't 
But now I want to try that. I want to try don't. Yes. Like, I, I want to try, oh my gosh, I think this one's going to be so hard for me. I don't procrastinate. I do not do procrastination. Yes. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. I got to write that down because I'm going to say it wrong. I, I do not, not do, do procrastination. And, and, and that, so here's the thing, right? I, and it, it, she had me, she, she had my brain going in so many directions when she presented this, because I, I thought to myself, you know, it, these, these positive things never work for me. And, you know, we talked in the last one, I mentioned that I'm, I'm a manifestor, I'm a bridge. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I am literally restricted from doing magic for myself. Mm-hmm. In that situation, I think that there's so much that we do not know about everything out there, about magic, about people, because we all have a different genetic you know, makeup. We all have different DNA. We have different fingerprints. And and there has to be people where affirmations do, they just don't work for them. And so there has to be an alternate for them to be able to try to achieve positive goals. Yes. And so, about- you know, I mean, and that's the thing. And for me, it's like, okay, well, presenting the universe with this statement, it, it's almost like one of urgency, right? It's telling the universe, I need you to hear me right now because right now I'm in a hot freaking mess and I do not do this anymore. Yo. Help. And I, I think, heard. yes, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I'd like to just say that I think that these are both manifestations and fall into two will but i have a i have a theory on this so i think with the positive affirmations and stuff like that i think when we're talking about don't use don'ts as i think what we're talking about is in your spell work because in your spell work the universe takes everything literal and it takes everything um on a there's no do and don't so I think in your in I think this is just my thought. But I think what you're talking about Gina is mind conditioning and setting your body energetic systems and your own personal magical self into not accepting. Yes, um neuropathways that that would be correct. I do think though that and this is I don't know, this is just bouncing an idea off of your idea here which is i i see it as also helping with spell work and and i get that you know we we have this this conception of the universal rules but i don't i'm i'm really starting to think that it does not apply to everybody in the same way because we're all designed so differently and sometimes for some people every day is opposite day mm-hmm. okay and when they when they do their spell working it constantly backfires it's like that you know that that witch or warlock or mage that you see sometimes that's comedically put into something you know who is it neville in harry potter where he's got that broken wand was it him or 
Ron had the broken. Ron had the broken, but Neville was always. Was it Neville? Neville, Yes. Neville biffed a lot. (laughs) All the time. And, And it was like, I feel like there are just people designed differently and every day has to be seen as an opposite day for them. And in order for them to be able to get things work, they almost have to put it out there. Sure. Oppositely. Sure. So that it doesn't backfire on them or backfire on anybody else. Their own style, their own technique. So I have tried, just like everyone, I've tried many techniques over my, over the years. And like, if I go, I am happy or whatever, like affirmation you use, I am at peace. I am whatever. Those never work for me. You guys want to know what my style is? Yes. You're going to laugh. All right. You ready for this? I'm ready. Yeah. Every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. Every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. I'm so glad every little cell in my body is happy and well. The only way I can do an affirmation is to sing it. And there are many songs. I love that. Well, you're doing magic with sound and voice. That is amazing. You were just making all my cells happy. (laughs) Mine too. I, I was over here jamming. <laughs> I, and oh yeah, there's bouncing. When I am doing work, I have uh, baskets that have llamas on them because when I started my business and started really getting into like, you know, you work when you run a business, you work at your laptop a lot. This is what happens. And again, yes, there is a dance that goes with it. Llama, 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 llama. Yeah. Llama, 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 llama. Llama, 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 llama. Yeah. Llama, 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 llama. And that is what I chant to myself as I work at my laptop and I am able to get more done. It's, I love that. It's song. Like, I cannot say, you know, every little cell in my body is happy and, and, and have anything happen, make me feel anything. Yes. But if I sing them, if these little songs are made up, and I think, like, like Gia said, it's, there are things that we all are just differently made up and there's a soul level, but there's also a human experience. We have to acknowledge our human experiences. My mom has a song that we still, to this day, I'm in my thirties. We sing to each other. It is our song. She made up the words and the song and everything. And um, it has like her pet name for me in it and everything like that. I grew up with that being like the best thing ever. And, um, like I sing it to a, there's another song created for one of my nifflings. And so, so I feel like for me, that just makes sense. Like I'm not a singer, obviously, as you guys just heard me <laughs> chant about llamas. Oh, that's pretty good. I like it. I, w- I would totally dig a recording of that. <laughs> so it's, so it's not just what our soul does. Like you said, is it always opposite day, but it's also our human conditioning, our human experience that we have to value and honor and acknowledge because it's like well why why do it's so ridiculous that I sing these little chants to myself and but that's the most effective way and I genuinely think it's because I grew up that was a sign of love and peace and just true beauty and connection to soul was my mom doing that and it wasn't a big part of our lives but it was always a part of our lives like I said, when we say goodnight to each other, like if we saw each other for the day, we write the lyrics out and text them to each other. 
I don't think what you're saying is silly at all, because if you look at all of the ways for raising energy and all of the ways for um, creating magic, uh, a lot of them are going to be dancing, singing, movement, all of these yes. things for raising a cone of power. And then you're in your words, putting your energy to those words to yourself. Yes. And I think you bring up a really good point. I call it pre-gaming. And I believe that all spiritual, all pagan, all spell work needs pre-gaming. You do not, we are not Tibetan monks. We cannot at the drop of a hat reach our center. There is pre-gaming that has to happen because you don't will something into existence. You don't manifest from a state of like screaming and crying in a corner. If that were to happen, every single person menstruating would have a pony. And don't get me wrong, I think that'd be (laughs) awesome. But like you, you have to get grounded first. You have to get centered. You have to raise your vibration. You have to, like you said, raise the cone of power. There are pre-gaming that you have to do. And like me doing the chant, it's like that raises my vibration. That gets me centered into myself. And so like with two will and manifesting, I think people have this misconception that it's done immediately at the drop of a hat. Like you just you say your affirmations or you sing them or you write them down or whatever. And and that's all you do. And for me, again, everyone's their own person. There needs to be some pre-gaming. Like mm-hmm. there needs to be some deep breathing. There needs to be some very honest with myself. For two will, I think we have a lot of power. And I always, not always, not going to lie, when I try to manifest cheesecake, I'm not really asking if it's for my highest and best. Um, <laughs> But, oh, yes, I, I have tried. I, I, if anyone's wondering, yes, I like the Cheesecake Factory for the cheesecake. Um, so I ask for, like, big things. When, when I manifested my house, I asked very seriously, is this in my highest and best? Is it, it's a huge decision. And so with manifesting it, I was like, is this really what is best for me? And... I think we need sometimes, unless again, unless it's cheesecake, we should ask ourselves, like when we're manifesting something, like you don't really want to be like, I'm going to manifest that person gets hit by a car. Like, is that really what you want to do? Like we should, with the will and the power that we have to create our existence, we need to ask those questions sometimes. And I feel like not many people do. They just go into like, this is what I want, so I'm going to manifest it. Do you guys see that a lot? Like out in the general population with will. Yes, I see it a lot. I see it a lot on Facebook and um, Twitter and TikTok and stuff. And I want to just back up for just a second too. Um, when you were talking about crying in a corner in your period, um, uh, high emotions and good focus I've had multiple times uh, manifested chocolate to my house in that state of mind. Damn. I love that. Uh, that is that is true power. I, I bow to you, my darling. That is beautiful. I have had, a, oh my God, if I only had chocolate, I need, I need, I need some chocolate. This is just awful. And my husband will come home and he'll have chocolate ice cream or I'll have a chocolate candy bar and I'll be like, you read my mind. I love that. <sighs> I think you bring up a good point that again new age and spirituality say you need to be calm and at peace no and it's like that's beautiful and you want to know when i have manifested the fastest by far the fastest you want to know 
anger. Yep. Rage occasionally. Anger, fear. Yep. Yep. Intense emotions. And it's like, but it's not, I feel like people, um, I want to be very clear to our listeners. It's not erratic emotions. You are not spun out. You are not dysregulated. You are mindful of your current emotions. You are honoring your emotions and your intention, your will is laser focused. That's the big thing there. It's about the focus. You don't have to be calm and at peace, Mm -hmm. but your focus should be clear. Yes. And it should be like from, I don't know how to word this without it sounding woo woo. It should be divine purpose. You know, and it's like, because when you say chocolate, like, I genuinely believe that that feeds our soul, too, you know, and and it's like, so when people are like screaming and crying and and they're emotionally dysregulated, they're like, but but I did it. And you said that big emotions can do that. I'm like, yeah, no. So I feel like it's it's kind of the easy cop out that a lot of people, a lot of, like you said, TikTok creators and stuff use of you need to be Mm -hmm. calm and at peace. And it's like, yeah, because let's be honest, most people, when, they, when they're when they super pissed, they are not laser focused. They are, if I punch seven holes in this wall, <laughs> yes. I, I might breathe better. Um, but I think like some of, I was in an incredibly dangerous situation when I was a teenager. Someone had, um, trigger warning everyone, violence. Um, someone had tried to strangle me to death. Like mm-hmm. I was actively dying. And I was scared and feared into anything for me. You want to know what did it? I heard a voice within myself say, this is not the way you die. And then true rage came up inside me. And like my vision was going black and I opened my eyes and I'm like, oh, this is not going to happen. And I was able to fight and get away with no permanent damage. Like there, There was definitely temporary damage, but there was no permanent like psychological permanent damage yes but like that that's what i mean like you have laser focus it is your divine will your soul is all powerful absolutely embrace that so like i know and i'm so grateful that anger did that because the person who had attacked me was terrified of me (sighs) and i'm like but that was too will i willed myself to live i willed myself to get away and It's like that, so it can be used for that. Like whenever I think of like, when you manifest out of anger, I think of like that, for me, that situation was very profound. And you don't have to be in a life or death situation to to bring down, to bring forth the anger or the sadness to manifest. Um, As far, so I think that intense emotions get, get shit done. It does. If it's used correctly, if it's channeled correctly, if the intention is there, focus, absolutely. I have another thing that I want to say about the mistakes of two will. Again, everyone has their own style. Specifics, the S in smart. I have learned for me and my style, time (laughs) is not a thing, but also specifics aren't. Because I've had... uh, the majority of people are like, if you want a new car, make sure that like the make, the model, the year, the color, no. everything. And I, so I manifested a new car for my new to me recently. And it is 
nothing that I wanted, and I love it. I was like, SUV. SUV that can haul all of my crap to and from events. That that was my thing. I was like, SUV that can haul crap that is not, you know, going to break down and die. And I have a beautiful, it's small, it's cute. I can actually park it. <laughs> As, I used to have a large SUV that I was not very good at parking. Um, It has great, ga- like all these things that I didn't ask for, it has, and I love it. But I find that when I at, when I put in so many specifics, I am blocking everything. I never would have dreamed. It's a BMW. I never would have dreamed of that. I was like, give me a Ford. <laughs> and it's like, but all I said was SUV. And that's what I got. I got a gorgeous SUV now. That's kind of what I wanted to touch on about the specifics is you can cock block yourself with the specifics also. Um, you actually honestly need to go with, when I say specifics, what you want, what you want in specifics in the outcome and leave the rest to the details. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want it to be a four seater? Do you want it to be able to have off wheel fun- or off road functionings? Do you want, you know, put what you, your wants in there, but not a make model and year. You know, yeah. and then and then put in that disclaimer. I don't want a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> don't don't give me this car that I'm asking for to have it have technical or um, uh, mechanical issues. Yep. I think people forget to look at when they look at the specifics. Look at the things that are going to be manifested to you. You don't want to. Yep. I don't want one that's going to burn oil. I don't want one that's going to fall apart or have mechanical issues. I don't want to have to get in and out my window because my door doesn't open. Yep. So you kind of. Reliable. (laughs) That's what I meant by specifics is, is, you know, I asked for like, we're going back to the home thing. Mm -hmm. I let the universe fill in the other blanks. I put, you know, parameters, you could say. Yes. And then. Let it do the rest. I didn't say Southwest Pensacola. I didn't say uh, by the lake. I didn't say, like, I didn't. Although, you know what? By the lake would have been really nice. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. But I yes. didn't I didn't put so many specifics in that I was creating something that the universe couldn't manifest in a timely fashion. Because that's what happens. You put in too many specifics and then your time frame is shot because as it's working and working and working to your goals and weeding and weeding and weeding and weeding and weeding, you basically gave it a list too big mm-hmm. and you wait longer for your outcome. Well, That's and then not- it goes to the R, reasonable. If yeah. like with a house, I, for mine, I didn't care what, as long as it was a safe enough neighborhood, you know, I was like, it has to be an, a, uh, maximum of an hour away from my parents. I didn't want to live more than an hour away in case they needed anything. Um, I, AC, garage, like normal things. But like I have a pond with a fountain in my backyard. And, oh. and I'm like, I did not ask for that. I'm super happy about it. But you're right. And I think people, again, because of mainstream and TikTok, people think, oh, I have to, it, it should be a purple car. I'm like, you're asking for a lot. Unless that's your only criteria, <laughs> like asking for a purple car is asking for a lot. Um, 
Because, yeah, you can specific yourself out of manifesting. And what specifics are actually important to you? You know, having AC in a dishwasher was important to me. You know, there were so many other things. Like, having a pond in the backyard is lovely, but it, it certainly wasn't on the freaking list. And so, yeah, you can, the timeline, the reasonableness can all go with, the specifics. So whatever specifics work for you, because I know for me, the more specific I get, the less will to manifest I have, the less effective it is. I keep it. I, I have gone past like manifesting happiness or manifesting good health. I get a little bit more specific than that. But I certainly don't say I want to be 150, you know, I manifest that I'm 155 pounds and my skin no longer itches. I'm Irish. I have very sensitive skin. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, I I want my, my skin sensitivity to be manageable. I'll manifest that. Having clear skin, not gonna, like, I'm not, no. (laughs) Does that make sense to everybody? Like, um, hundred percent. And I I know what you mean about the clear skin thing. I have uh, (laughs) all these autoimmune diseases and I have the redhead gene. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've even taken like two biologics for my skin alone and immune system. I'm like, this is ridiculous, but. Oh yeah. All the, like my face is like perfect cream colored Irish, but like. I, I have rashes on my arms and stuff yes. like that. And I'm, Same here. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not going to sit here and think for one second that this genetic, you know, thing that every woman on my mom's side of the family has is, is going to magically go away. I'm going to sit there. Yes. Manageable. 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 With creams and ointments. But yes. that's the other thing. The A, the actionable steps. What are you doing to take steps to make this happen? Like, if you sit in there going, I want, I want nice skin, I want nice skin, but you're not taking, you're not, like, exfoliating, you're not putting on lotion, you're not yes. putting on the medical creams and ointments. It's like, what did you expect to do, Santa, to come down and slather you with oil? You <laughs> dip shit? No. You have to, because... This whole, like, let go is beautiful, but you also have to take responsibility. Yes. You have to take accountability for what you are manifesting. When I manifested my house, guess what I did? I saved up. Like, that that was an actionable step. I wasn't just like, well, I want a house, and, and I expect the universe to, like, gift it to me with a bow. It's like, no, I still need money to, like, move. And, you know... And still look at listings and still talk to realtors and still do your part in meeting halfway or more. Yes. So that's my question to people out there who say, like, I'm I'm just not good at manifesting. What is your style? Have you found your style and technique? Are is is it reasonable? Are you taking actionable steps and are you focused? I think those four things are very important with will and manifestation is like, if you're not focused, no, it's not going to happen. If, if you're not reasonable, it's not, but also if you don't have, I've tried manifesting many, many times 
but it doesn't work because I'm not doing my technique. But guess what? Every time I sing that happy cell song, I feel better. (laughs) It's not like, oh, now I can run a marathon. But I sit there and go, all right, let's, it's uplifting. I'm like, yeah, I I feel like I'm not, (laughs) you know, dying anymore of like exhaustion. It's great. Well, and I think also with manifesting for, for people that do rituals and that do correspondences and that do um, planetary phases and all of that stuff, putting all of that energy behind it is also part of those actionable, uh, part of that actionable step. You know, when you were talking about what am I going to do for my skin, uh, uh, an, an actionable step would be for you to charge an oil or a lotion with intent yep. for the less, uh, not, well, not less sensitive, but less reactive yes. uh, skin or less itch or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Well, and I think that's another thing on style and technique, the astrological aspect of it or the moon phases, like that's really effective for some people. And for other people, they put so much weight behind it. That it's like, they're so anxious that it's like, okay, if it's not during the full moon, it's not going to happen. And then the full moon comes, you're like, okay, good. It's the full moon. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Okay. Now I'm going to manage. And it's like, no, honey, just, if it's causing you, if it's causing you stress, it's not going to manifest. Correct. So if you're freaking out about the moon phases or astrology, like I use them not religiously. Does that make sense? Like I will be elated if I go, oh it's the full moon and, and like, I'll be happy to do something on that day, but I don't plan my spell work around it. The vast majority of the time, because it's, I'm much more like, when am I focused? Cause guess what? During a full moon, I may be at an event where I'm working 18 hours or I may be sick in bed or I may be spending time with my family. And then that's not a good time for me to manifest. It's like, oh, but it's the full moon. You should find time. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it a week earlier when I know I have the full day just to charge crystals and and take a cleansing bath and just to take care of myself and to really focus. Like, that's more effective for me. But again, it's finding your style. If you are high king shit during the full moon, do it. Like, own that. Figure out what your style is. Trial and error. It's so important. You know, I'm glad that you brought that up because I would like to kind of say along with that is you, you don't base your magic on the planetary um, uh, placements and moon phases and such. They're just tools to add an extra oomph. If you have the time to put into it, it's going to just put that extra kick. Yes. If you don't or if it doesn't interest you or if it can't be a part of your life for whatever reason, or it's not your style, it's not going to take away from what you're doing. It only adds, it only adds to a little extra sparkle, you could say, um, if you use it to your advantage. It's, it's like you said, it's the extra oomph. It is not the end all be all that so many people make it out to be. And again, it's the mainstream TikTok and stuff that do it. Like, I love posting stuff about astrology and being like, hey, it's the new moon. What are your intentions? And then seeing people's responses. But it's like, if your intentions come during a waxing gibbon, gibbous, I, it's fine. I promise. And 
I, 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 stop I, stressing. It'll happen. <sighs> this is such a sidetrack. I'm so sorry, but <clears throat> I have this pet peeve of astrology posters. Ooh, yes. Let's hear it. I have so many too. Let's go. <laughs> Fucking drives me insane. I swear. Is there's there's a few that I have followed over the years, and they're incredibly biased. Like, very biased. Like, they hate my sign. I get it. I have, like, the most hated sign of the entire Zodiac. What's your sign? I'm a Virgo. And Oh, I love Virgo so much. How is that? How are Virgos hated? They are fucked. I, I fuck those people. Are I know. Crazy? It drives me crazy. And so, literally... Everything from, you know, oh, this is the type of house that would match each sign. And then they give Virgo some, like, little fucking, like, dungeon, like, prison cell. Like, that's where you belong. And I'm like, fuck you, motherfuckers. Like, seriously. Shack in a dumpster. Shack in a dumpster. Right? And I'm like, man, it, it, it's either Virgos or Scorpios. We're always getting hated on. And, and we're very much alike, Scorpios and Virgos. We're like, we're like the soul flames and twins of the zodiac and we like we really feed into each other's like mischievous sides Mm -hmm. and and it's fun but it's just every time i turn around like virgo is stop being so judgmental and i'm like you know god i love that about you guys though always know where you stand it is the most calming thing if you hate me i know it i'm like thank you i don't have to guess yes like really i mean it and to me it's like i don't feel like i'm like passing tons of judgment out there i do judge but everybody does but the thing of it is though if someone's straight up pissing me off i'm not gonna just be like you know, passive aggressive, or I'm not just going to sit there and just pretend or put on a face and be like, yo, you need to chill the fuck out because you're pissing me off. Like, Mm -hmm. it's very direct. It's very point blank. Or we always get this like, oh, they're just a bunch of know-it-alls. Okay. Our brains are wired slightly differently. We overthink and analyze everything under the sun. And it sucks. It sucks. But we also do a shitload of research because we have this weird little quirk that, like, we don't want to come off half the time as, like, not, you know, sounding smart because, I don't know, maybe it's because people depend upon us to be the smart ones in a lot of situations, even when we're not, like, always smart on things. Yeah, I I think with astrology, it's... So like it's pigeon, pigeonholing people and being like, because so I have certain signs, one sign specifically, I'm not going to say it because um, it'll cause issues with people. Same here. I, I um, but it's like, yep, I just don't vibe with them well. I haven't had a lot of good experiences with them. Yes. But when I do astrology with my one-on-one clients, I'm not sitting there going, oh, you're this. I hate you. Or this. Right. this. No, it's like every sign has positives and negatives. I am a cancer son. I am moody, I am needy, I am emotional, I am well aware that that is annoying AF. I am also aware, I own it, like, I I have no shame, yep, oh yeah, I am needy, I am needy. Um, My thing I don't like, my annoyance is, oh, well, it's the Gemini in me. No, it's not, you're a bitch. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We should embrace and honor the positive and negative, all the aspects of our signs and everyone, sun, moon, rising, Jupiter, all of it. Yes. Yes, please. Yum, yum, yum. I love astrology. (laughs) And if you walk up to me and say you cheated because you're a Gemini and you make decisions, don't date. Keep your knees shut. No. (laughs) No. That is not okay. Snip it off or sew it shut. I had to lie because I'm a Pisces and I mirror people to make them happy. So I lie. No, you're a liar. You're that that's 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 not no. So if you are using and I say specifically for like if you're doing it for a positive thing, rock on. But like for the negative or toxic traits that we have. Now So if I, being a cancer son and being slightly kind of very needy or moody, (laughs) and and like, I own that, but if I am now using that to hinder, let's say I have like a partner and I'm going, I would like to preface this by saying I do not do this, okay? I 100% do not do this. This is an example. But as a cancer, if it's like, well, I get to go through your phone because I'm needy and moody and emotional and I need the validation. So I need to make sure that you're not talking to any other people or like flirting with anybody. So I get to go through your phone. Nuh-uh. <laughs> do not have enough inner self-worth <laughs> and you need therapy. That's what that means. That does yes. not mean you're a cancer and you get to go through someone's phone. That, that No. So that's my thing about astrology is when I agree with you, like the buy, if you're doing this professionally, Yes. You cannot have bias. If you're doing this to your friends after jello shots, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) You're doing this professionally, you don't get bias. You don't. That is a privilege that you do not get. That is I have a right to have my opinions. Yep, your opinions have no place in your profession. Yes. Ever. Exactly. yeah, that is that is my sorry. We went off on a tangent. I know that's my fault. I'm so sorry. Bro, I'm sitting here. Just, we have to have another episode just about astrology. Yes, we do. It is um, definitely will. Yes. So yeah, that's. I love that Gia and I have like you can tell. I don't know if you guys can tell, yeah. but um, it, we both have very intense feelings about our opinions <laughs> about these things. Yeah, like, and I love the fact that. Ours are different. Like hers is the bias and mine is the excuse. And we're both just like, yeah. And it's, like, yeah. <laughs> true. it's so true. Like it's, it's a thing. And I love astrology. Uh, my son is cancer. My uh, rising is Leo and my moon is Scorpio. How about you guys? I have, I don't. Okay. So I know. <laughs> I know my son is Virgo and there's a lot of Virgo and there's a lot of Scorpio and a little bit of cancer in my houses for me. But I know that the crazy part is, is I do have Scorpio in my, the, the, the passion house. Oh, okay. Is that Mars? And it's crazy because like, I am very connected with Scorpios Mm -hmm. But I do get a lot of really dark Scorpio traits, and I have a stinger. I have a stinger, even though I am very much Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. I'm Leo's son. Um, 
moon ascendant, Venus descendant, and what was the other things you guys were putting in? So Mars. I just did sun, moon, and rising sign. Okay. Sun is in Leo. Rising sign is moon. Ooh. What was the third one? Oh my God, I'm sorry. Uh, rising and moon sign. So like my rising is Leo and my moon is Scorpio. Okay. Then I, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it tells like, your chart does tell a lot about who you are. Well, and let's, I, I feel like we should end with, with this. Um, with your will and your manifesting, look at your chart. And shameless plug, if you do not know your chart, schedule with me and we will go through it to figure out your manifesting style based on your astrology. Because it does matter. Like where your Jupiter is, like your success absolutely will change how you're manifesting and what you want to focus on. And, and I think that like astrology can help in a lot of aspects of your manifestation. And, and if you honor that, you don't use it as a crutch, but you honor it, it can, it can change things because like my moon is in Scorpio. So I use a lot of my intuition to manifest like the inner knowing of knowing what's best for me. And I, I don't have a lot of Virgo. So I actually don't use a lot of logic in anything I do. I have a lot of Scorpio and cancer. So a lot of it is, does this feel right? No, I won't do it. I, but outside of my business, my business, I, I, I run very logically. Yeah. But I use my intuition to like guide me. Outside of business, my entire life is feeling and intuition. Does this feel right? Okay, that's what I'll have for dinner. Does this feel right? Okay, I'll go out on this date. It's And it's like, if that's who you are, that's how you're going to manifest. Does it feel right? If you're more logical, then it will be cerebral based and you need to honor that. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my little Scorpio right now is in the living room. Um, doing some honoring of his energies right now. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear it in the background. I don't know if he's wrestling with stuffed animals right now. Um, he's 10. But <laughs> I have to put that out there because I'm like, oh, I'm not leaving a five-year-old like alone by himself or something. It's not like that. But he is, yeah, he's very Scorpio, that one. That one is very Scorpio, and I love it. I think I think astrology can really assist people on their journey, their life's purpose, yes. their will, it, it, their ability to manifest the life that they deserve, that they are meant to have, that that they are capable of achieving. I think all of that like is very intertwined. And so, how to to wrap up? Because mm-hmm. I know we're um, like coming up on time and stuff. Any final thoughts for, for anyone about like what, what the to will means for you? I, um, not so much, nothing more that we haven't gone over because I I think we really hit great points in this on to will. Um, I think one thing that we didn't mention was um tools so just as a real quick example um you know if you're trying to will let's say like money for example 
not, you know, in a ridiculous excessive amount or something. I mean, I guess whatever, but just as an example, like what I use is, um, I use the money tree. I love money trees. They're Mm -hmm. gorgeous palm trees. They're just so pretty. And it's interesting because I notice when my money tree starts to look a bit sad, so does my bank account. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So so if, if you do use tools like that, make sure that you're tending to them properly and taking good care of them because it will, it will affect what you're trying to will. (laughs) You know, that's a really good point. I was going to touch on like how everything for me is like organized and structured and everything. But now that you brought that up, it's kind of like having a plant. Yes. Mm -hmm. You plant the seed, but then you have to nurture it. Mm -hmm. You have to continue um, keeping keeping it alive. Yes. You have to give it love. You have to actually water it. Yes. Yes. And take, and with that, make sure that the tool that you're using fits you. So I had a money tree. I killed it. (laughs) I I mean, I asked experts how to keep it alive. I do not have a green thumb. I have a black thumb. Apparently, Mother Earth and I are not friends. And so, like, I, when the leaves started falling off and it was like, water it more, water it less, I repotted it. I put in nutrient-rich soil. Like, I I did everything. I had a specific mister that was blessed to spray its leaves. I did everything for this fucking plant. And then I felt really bad when it died. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I freaked out a little bit. I was like, is this what my money looks like? And I realized I'm like, no, this is a tree and it is not my strength to keep plants alive. I never have my entire (laughs) life kept any plant alive. I've killed everything, including a cactus that my mom gave me when I was little because we thought I could grow up into big adult plants, but no. And so like, I realized that wasn't for me and I blessed it and then I chucked it. And I have like an abundance altar in the like feng shui corner of my house, like the money corner of my house. I have a crystal grid with like um, my, my manifestations listed underneath it. And for me, I love stones. I love healing stones. I love lapidary. I, I resonate a lot with stones. And so it's using stones and I feel so much better using stones or setting up like um, a tarot card spell, those resonate with me. And so honor the tools. So if you cannot keep a tree alive, do not get a money tree thinking (laughs) that that is your abundance. If you have a cat that is going to knock over your stones and they're in a crystal grid, don't get a crystal grid. That's not for you. (laughs) Get Play to your strengths. Play to what works for you. These tools are meant to help. Get the tools that actually help. Don't get the tools that are going to be ineffective and then think that you did something wrong or that you're broken or that you don't deserve abundance. You do. So like that's 100%. Yes. 100%. I love that. And I would love for you to be um, on the episode with stones because let me tell you something. The stones. Oh, that's my jam. Oh, I love, I love stones. I make, um, 
zodiac earrings and stuff for a metaphysical shop in the Twin Cities. And like I have when people ask, you know, um, if your house was burning down, what would you grab? And I'm like, I would need to go in at least 10 times just for the stones. Like I have <laughs> yes. so many and they're all different sizes and I love them. Like I have an amethyst geode that's in the shape of a heart that is the size of my torso. Damn. And it like it was a labor of love to get here. I almost broke my leg. It was so <laughs> heavy because I was carrying it and then like I couldn't carry it anymore because it was too heavy and I ended up dropping it on my calf and almost broke my leg. Oh my god. Oh my god. And so like I love that thing. That thing is like a part of me. And I I love stones. I teach classes about stones, I think. So funny little ending. <laughs> story i have a bowl of what i call one night stand stones oh <gasps> yep and so everyone puts so much emphasis on oh you have to know what the stone does and where it came from and you know the color and the da, 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 da. and all of that is wonderful yes and i can identify the vast majority of the stones in my house but there is a bowl of one night stand stones that i just thought was pretty and I liked it, so I picked it up for the day and asked it what it wanted to do for me, and it gave it willingly, consent is sexy, and 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 now I just have a bowl of stones that I can't identify, I have no clue what they are, and and they're my one-night stand stones. It's like, they can be just as special as, you know, the Amazonite that you got from... I love that. ...from a curated store. So... Yep, that is, I I have a very, like, yeah, I love stones. I'm kind of a dork about it. Real, really quick, because when, when you first said one night stand stones, this is like the, the, the logic dork brain in me, right? I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, that's a good idea. So like, you take the stone with you, you have the one night stand. When you come back, you just like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> that can absolutely do Listeners, do that. If if that's what you want to do with them, absolutely. Let's be honest. The vast majority of us had slutty days, months, and years. So if that is something you want to do, do it. I love that. Sexual and reproductive health is a very important thing. It yeah. is it just, it, there's so many things that it affects physically, mentally, and spiritually. And you have to have good sexual reproductive reproductive health. <laughs> Yes, honor, <laughs> honor your body, honor your soul. Be divinely sexual, it is fabulous. So yeah, thank you guys so much for having me and allowing me to talk about will and manifesting and everything. I can't wait to be on another episode and and to get to talk to you guys more. And to Will, I feel like is an incredibly powerful and personal practice that more people should embrace. Thank Agreed. you. I want to thank everyone for listening too, and also say that the last pyramid step um, will be um, our next podcast, and that is to uh, keep silent. And then once we have completed that, we'll be going into things like the stones, the tarot, chakras, uh, and all other types of magical tools and correspondences and some of the really, really fun stuff that I'm sure everybody is uh, waiting on the edge of their seats for. Uh, we basically started with the pyramid as kind of 
uh, magical steps for people that are new that want to build their practice and prepare themselves. Um, and of course we couldn't be all inclusive. So thank you everybody for listening and blessed be. Thank you. Bye.